I'm Ben Clute. And I'm Stephen Brown. We're two entrepreneurial professionals based in Spokane, Washington. Join us on our journey to make 2019 the most prosperous of our lives. We'll bear all as we strive to improve all aspects of our business and our health and fitness, as well as our relationships personally and professionally. We aim to offer impactful insight into our business and personal lives. We'll share the good, the bad, and the ugly throughout our journey. With the ultimate goal of our business and fitness being in the best shape of our lives at the close of 2019. You're listening to the Ordinary to Extraordinary Podcast. Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of Ordinary to Extraordinary Podcast. Today, Ben and I are having a discussion about how Ben adjusted after a month or so of working out and and eating a little bit healthier. And we did this leading up to Christmas. So this is really a bonus episode. We talk about some of the challenges that people might face as they embark on a fitness adventure and how that plays into daily life and, and choices that need to be made. If you have not visited our Instagram or Facebook page. We're super easy to find. You can type ordinary to extraordinary or O2E journey. That's the number, the letter O, number two, letter E journey. So here we go. We hope you enjoy this. So Ben, we're about a month into this. How are you feeling about the gym? It's uh, not as intimidating as it was before. I always said I'm still not a fan of the guys who come with their huge milk bottles full of water and (laughs) shorts that are you can see stuff you don't need to but it uh, it's getting better I'm I, I, I'm more comfortable I'm going on my own which is pretty good too got to go this week with my brother which was fun and uh, show him I'm not terribly weak but weaker than he was hoping I still think <laughs> he's like really you can lift more than that I'm like but I'm learning form the trainer and Steven said so <laughs> yeah and it is important it's funny that you uh you decided you wanted to make fun of the gallon jug brigade. There's actually that's you, isn't it? Oh, actually, no, I've no. never done the gallon jug thing. Um, I don't understand why people can't just take a small bottle and refill it repeatedly. And well, then it's always the guys that have the cutoff shirts that go down and their nipples hang out either side, and you're like, really? Yeah. I mean, it's it's nice to measure that you're drinking a gallon each day, but you know what? Five small bottles makes one gallon. Same thing, right? Get an algae <laughs> bottle. Yeah, and there's a, there's a lot of people at the gym. I, I keep telling Ben to not pay attention to other people and not focus on what other people are thinking of him or looking at what he's doing because most of the time we're not. Every now and again you come across people in the gym that are doing things that you don't necessarily like or want to see. Uh, one of the days we were there, there was a fellow with his shirt off having another guy take pictures. Yeah, that was him. weird. He was standing in the mirror with his shirt off, like flexing his pecs and... Yeah. Letting the, another dude take pictures of him. I'm like, really? You got to do that in a public spot? I mean, please. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually have a, I have a whole list of You did that, didn't hates. you? Um, no, I've never yeah, done, done that. Okay, well. But I have, I have a list of things that I detest at the gym, and that might be something we talk about further down the line. Yeah, um, the do's and don'ts of the gym. <laughs> Definite do's and do's, don'ts of the gym. The do's and the do's. <laughs> <laughs> but the, one, the one that needs to be kind of hammered home to everybody is it's okay to put your stuff away like after you use it put the bloody things you guys where you got steven is the most ocd person at the gym i've ever met he's like (laughs) i tried to put a 10 pound weight over a five pound weight and he about pooped himself 
It was ridiculous. There's just an order of things. You have to do things properly. Yeah, heaviest weights go on the bottom, and then lightest weights on the top, and they have to go in sequential order of weight. And it, oh my gosh. If you've been in the gym, I know you appreciate when you show up to the rack and everything's where it's supposed to be. You don't have to walk around looking for things. So yeah, I'm not ashamed of the fact that I am OCD hey, in the gym. I appreciate it actually too, because I am OCD in general. So not medically at least, but a self, self-prescribed OCD person. So you want to get into measurements? Yeah, we can, um, we can talk measurements a little bit. So, so um, I'll go first. So we actually took some measurements. Uh, some of these were looking to reduce and some of them were looking to grow a little bit. Yeah. The idea is that we get uh, business and fitness in the best shape of our lives. So in order to do that, some parts of our body are going to grow and some parts of our body are going to shrink. Ben's six foot four inches. Uh, he weighed in at 240 pounds, 240.8 pounds. <laughs> Thanks. You need that extra 0.8. Um, his chest is 41 inches. His waist is 38 inches. Thighs are right there at 21 inches each one. Uh, left calf is 15 and a half inches. Right calf is 15. Um, and his biceps are 14 and a half on the left side and 14 on the right. So Ben, if you had to look at those and give us some goals, what do you think they would be? Uh, my kind of stated goals was to get down to 220. I'm realizing maybe weight is less of a goal for me than I initially thought at least. Like we talked about, I, did, I was big on cardio. So some of it now is kind of, hey, I'd like to lose belly fat and gain a little in my biceps and shoulders. So uh, that's probably the main goal. And uh, I mean, my goals were less about, you know, chest and, you know, the measurements of my biceps and more about feeling better, sleeping better, eating better, and just being able to perform at a higher level. And leaning so, out. Leaning out. Yep. Losing a little bit of the tire, a little bit of the belly fat. And uh, that was that was it. But And once Weston's running around not getting out of breath when you're chasing him. Yeah, not even in Hoenn <laughs> up and down the street and having all the neighbors going, man, Ben's looking chunky. But... So, Stephen, Mr. Stephen Brown, weighing in at 217 pounds, 0. 0.6, 217.6. Let's get the points in there since he did it to me. Six foot one inches tall, chest at 44, waist at 40. I'd just like to note that my waist is smaller than Stephen's at this point. Unless I keep hitting the cookies, then that's going to change. It's right after Christmas. Thighs are both 19.5. Left calf at 15, right calf at 14.5, each bicep at 14.5. Yeah, and if I talk about goals there, I kind of cheated a little bit. I am already about six pounds lighter than when we weighed that day. I have been gorging all of December. You're six pounds lighter? I'm closer to 210 right now, but we weighed about a week ago, give or take. Um, You lost seven pounds in a week? Yeah, most of it was water weight. I was all... um, bloated and I knew that I was heavy that day um, so my weight's a little less the concerning thing there for me is the waist but it's still less than my chest so it doesn't it's not like I walk around with a yeah. protruding belly yeah. I do have a large chest from lifting and I genuinely thought my calves might be a little bigger than they are um, they're strong you want to gain calves I don't necessarily want to gain calves I just didn't think they were that skinny so yeah I guess yeah. our calves are about the same yeah but yeah. Uh, hmm. I mean looking at them and i know there's there's not an ounce of fat on my legs my legs are strong so yeah just interesting looking at the the numbers there um you know for me weight isn't important and it's been nice to see ben have that realization as well i think 
uh, he saw what uh, ten pounds of belly fat looked like at the gym. They've got the little. It was that was five pounds, and it was deal. about the size yeah. of a loaf of bread. It was disgusting. Yeah. So and uh, you know we. We haven't done BMI or anything like that, but I've, I've got calipers and we might do that just, just I did to have do the BMI. Numbers. But yeah. BMI for me is not a realistic representation of how fit or healthy you are. Because it, it said does percentage not, of fat is better. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, doing doing percentage of body fat is great, but uh, uh, the old school BMI where they tell you you're overweight if you weigh above a certain amount for your height, obviously isn't realistic because you could have a lot more lean muscle mass and weigh more than somebody that has 20 pounds of true of, of yeah. fat i think i'm supposed to weigh a buck 90 or something like that or 170 190 and i'm six foot four it's like really yeah. that's not realistic and, you know at six foot one they want me to weigh 170 175 and that's unhealthy for me i don't know that i could sustain that you know i'm, I'm pretty robust you're so, pretty robust. Robust. That's the <laughs> word I'm using. But no, and then uh, we started working out a little bit prior to actually our first recording, too. So it was kind of uh, just a thing that we decided, hey, let's start working out and let's record it. And so we're actually four weeks in uh, to my having started working out, six days a week, uh, kind of alternating biceps, triceps, and back, shoulders, legs, uh, chest. So... Uh, every day we kind of focus on a different area, and so I've started to learn kind of what the workout regimen is for that day and what each workout means so I can start to go and do it by myself. Honestly, that was part of the intimidating thing is sitting there looking up, you know, how to do a reverse curl or whatever even on YouTube and uh, wondering if people are looking at me as I'm sitting there on my phone trying to figure out am, am I holding it properly is my back done properly but uh Steven's worked out a lot with me now getting to help me learn proper form and then also when I joined uh, the club they gave me I guess it's not technically a club anymore I'm not I've got to get out of that speak <laughs> since I was part of the prestigious club as Steven mentioned but uh now that I'm at a gym it, uh, they gave me basically a trainer for a couple of sessions, and then monthly it sounds like I get a training session. So that's kind of cool, just a different perspective as well than what Steven might have, so I can challenge him with the comments and or insult him, one of the two. I'm not sure which one yet. Yeah. Oh, there's definitely been some sweary words as I've tried to get him to, to push on and, and do more. What's been really, really fun for me to see is... Uh, I guess in any walk of life, regardless of what you're doing, you like a blank slate. You know, you don't, when you start working with somebody that's got rudimentary knowledge or even, even extensive knowledge of something, it's hard to get them to buy into a system and hard to get them to do the things that you think are going to be effective for them. So with Ben, in a totally innocent way, he's been great to work with in that when I tell him things, he questions it, but he questions it in a way that isn't an inquisitive learning hey, I don't want to do this yeah. but explain to me why I'm doing this and one of the things I've always pushed when I'm training whether it's soccer basketball or even in the gym I push looking at everything holistically mm -hmm. so there's lots of people you see in the gym that can jack up a, a dumbbell or a barbell but when you actually look at the entire form when you look at the body movement and the things that they're doing they're not really focused on what they need to be focused on. So, you know, it's, it's been it's been nice to say to somebody, hey, look at your feet. Where are the point? Yeah. How are you how are you this leveraging your entire body to, to do what it needs to do? And can you feel what it's supposed to do? And you know, asking him to do little movements with his with his wrist and his forearms and his shoulders and are you aligned and, and then seeing the aha moments has been really interesting for me. 
That is really, I was just thinking from a business standpoint even too, it's like perfect, it's like where are your feet aligned to? And it's like, don't focus so much on one area that you forget the rest of the entire body of your business too. And it's like, and it's so easy to do, right? It's like, they were like, huh, I'm going this direction, but really my feet are pointed that direction. I'm not even, I haven't ever looked down at my feet to make sure that I have the proper form and that my foundation is, is strong and going in the right direction. It, yeah. uh, so be open to that teachability or that, uh, or whatever you want to call it, teachability, I guess. Coachability. Uh, coachability, yeah. yeah. And be, be open to that because it's like the outside perspective, I always tell people it's like, you know, what's that, constructive criticism even in your form. It's like I ask for that. I think that's how you grow. It's like be confident enough to ask people for that too. Yeah. And one other realization that I always hammer home when I'm coaching and I think Ben had it the other day. We were doing biceps and triceps together, and, and Ben specifically asked to do that because it was one of the workouts he wasn't sure about. It's actually one of the more intense workouts. Um, I've been focused on it for about six months myself, where I do two bicep, tricep days per week. As he was lifting, he failed, and I started giving him assisted reps for about two or three. And one of them, I put my hand on the bar. I didn't lift it at all, and he cranked it up. And when I pointed that out to him, that your mind quits before your body does, again, I think there was an aha moment there. And his brother was giving him crap, I guess, for not lifting more. And that just comes with familiarity of the gym, I think. And mm -hmm. eventually he's going to be able to push himself more, lift heavier weights. And I think there's also been the realization that lifting heavy weights doesn't mean that you're going to be this big, jacked, Arnold Schwarzenegger looking guy that's disproportionate. I think a lot of girls suffer with that. It's like, oh, I just do cardio or I don't lift weights because I don't want to get bulky. Well, it does the opposite. Yeah, you're building lean muscle mass, but you're also well, getting depends rid of on that how extra big the fat. weight is, right? That yeah, you're, that you're that you're lifting too. So you know, frequency and intensity is obviously something that comes into it. If you're lifting five, if you're only doing five reps, but you're lifting the heaviest you possibly can for five reps, obviously you're going to put on a lot more muscle mass. But if you're, you know, we're working in that nine to twelve ratio of of reps, four sets. You know, that's typical bodybuilding for for just trying to get lean muscle mass. Yeah, it's been it's been fun for me. I hope it's been fun for Ben. He says it's it's not as much hatred for the gym as he used to have. Not as much hatred for the gym. This is this is true. It's like I still do enjoy just getting on the elliptical and doing push-ups at home uh, as well. Sometimes on the weekend, that's what I'll do as opposed to actually going into the gym if I don't need to go focus on a particular area too. And honestly, I, I it's like I found that. I like pushing myself a little bit when it comes to running or on the elliptical or something like that. I'm like, 30 minutes. I'm just going to make it 30 minutes. I'm like, ah, 40. I can do 40. And it's like, I can do 45, you know. It's like I'm pushing myself and like, ah, so let's kick the resistance up just another little bit. And uh, when I start to fatigue, I remember as a young kid, my dad's like, whenever you feel you're getting tired, instead of slowing down, run harder. And so I was like, I just kind of remember that line. It's like, whenever I'm starting to feel tired, I just run a little bit harder. And it's like, and then that way when you actually do get tired, it, it, you can slow down a little bit and you're just back at the pace that you were doing before. So it's like, when I get tired, I run faster. And I think, again, that applies to so many things. It's like, when you start to get tired in business, run a little bit harder. It's like, and it really changes things too. We talk about it, it's like when you start to get tired or you start to get fatigued of the market and what it's doing, or maybe you had a bad client meeting or something like that, go pound the phones and call your clients. And it'll be funny for you to see just kind of how that actually picks you up and gives you a new revitalized energy. It was funny hearing Ben say that because one, one of the catalysts for me to get back in shape when I was really heavy was I was still coaching soccer. I never ever wanted to be that coach when I asked kids to do things. They kind of looked at me and went, when was the last time you ran, you fat bastard? <laughs> um, so <laughs> that's, 
That's something to. I thought of that when, I eat because I'm depressed, and I'm <laughs> depressed because I eat. <laughs> yeah, but um, <laughs> when Ben was talking about his dad, not that I, I don't think Ben's dad is overweight, but that's what came to mind for some reason. Just yeah, it's easy for you to say. <laughs> yeah, so run he, harder. <laughs> he runs uh, every other day, basically. So he's yeah. one of those fifty-eight, fifty-seven-year-old guys who runs every other day and. So one of the other things, obviously, with getting in great shape, we're going to have to talk about is diet, um, and not dieting, but what what we're eating on a day to day basis. So I've been sending Ben different ideas and things to look at in terms of what I'm trying to focus on right now is is cutting out, not completely, but getting lower. You on You said carbs. you were going on keto in January. Well, basically a keto base. So for keto, what we're looking at is high in good fats low in the saturated and bad fats you know less in terms of carbohydrates but what it does is it puts your body into a a state of ketosis which for the first week is brutal you have no energy have you done it i have done it yeah i've cycled into ketosis and out of ketosis but what it does is as you cycle into that ketosis or state of ketosis your body basically changes from using um glucose and your carbohydrate energy into using um, fat energy. So any storage of fats is what it, what it goes to first. Um, and you can get boosts from caffeine and things like that. But it also, you end up eating less. It's very high in lean protein in terms of meat and fish. Um, and you get and to eat bacon. Lots of bacon, but again, too much of anything's a bad thing. And you're looking more <laughs> at cutting down on potatoes, pastas, um, those complex carbohydrates that really are stored as, as fat in your body when, when you don't use all of that energy. We're going to, in terms of what Ben's going to do, I'm going to let him talk about that. And, you know, it's one of those things we'll give him some leeway and see what the results are. You're going to give me some leeway? Yeah. In terms of how, what my diet's going to be? Yeah. Laura and I have always done a pretty good job of eating fairly healthy throughout the weeks. I mean, we'll do grilled veggies and chicken. We'll do a salad for dinner one night. Uh... So it's probably a 70-30. <laughs> I'd say 70% of the time we usually have a fairly healthy meal. 30% of the time we're like, let's just eat pizza or let's just have mac and cheese or something that's like, yeah, that's really not even close to healthy. So mine will be uh, trying to bump that 70% up in terms of my eating. And then going out to lunch during the week, obviously, is a big one for me. Working in finance, I have a lot of happy hours and I have a lot of lunch meetings out, right? And so when I go to a lunch meeting that's out of the office and I'm not bringing a lunch that day. It's making sure that I cut down on carbs. I'm not getting a big old burger necessarily. I know we've talked about this before. Stephen loves himself a hamburger. For me, it really (laughs) makes Mm -hmm. me go asleep. (laughs) So instead of maybe getting fries, I get a side salad with vinaigrette on it or something like that. So just a little more intentionality in terms of what I'm putting in my body. I have a story about that. So last week I was out in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho working with uh, a couple of my partners from a a local bank we had a meeting and afterwards i decided to buy them lunch for just helping me out all year and and, you know helping me achieve a record year so we go to capone's and i ordered a cheeseburger good sports bar with a salad and they showed up with a cheeseburger with french fries and i took it as a sign so the guy apologized and ran off and i'm like oh that's all right i'll just eat the french fries so we brought the salad so i had the salad and the fries winner winner (laughs) It would have been rude not to. How much of the salad did you eat? <laughs> all of it. Oh, good man. I also ate all of the fries. I was fries. like, how much of the fries did you eat? <laughs> but there was ranch with the fries, so it's okay. It's kind of like a salad, potatoes and... 
Right, I feel right. like it was a sign that I should have been eating what I wanted to eat well, that day. Well, and I think like we've talked about in other podcasts, is that idea of balance, right? So like if you have fries every time you go out, it's like, well, yeah, you're probably going to put on the pounds, right? But every once in a while, I don't think there's anything wrong with having fries, right? I know some people eat clean all the time. It's like, well, good for you if you can, or they just don't enjoy food. I know... We've talked about a couple people that we know mutually who just don't get an enjoyment out of eating food. They're fine having a, a protein shake or just eating a salad or something like that. I'm like, I can't do that. It's like, I love food too much. Like, fatty, cheesy pasta. It just, oh, my mouth is watering right now as I'm talking about it. Well, there's some people that really do need to eat a cheese stick here and there, you know. There's not much better than deep fried mozzarella. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> mm. Balance. Yeah. You know, balance. balance. And, and I, f- I feel like there there are people that are so, you know, extremes in anything are bad. If you're extreme right or extreme left, it's normally not a good thing. If you're into something way too much and it, it gets to the point that it's extreme, you're probably pushing people well, away. Well, if you can't go out with your friends to have a beer because you're too, you know, calorie counting sensitive or you can't go out and have a drink, it's like, I think you might have gone over the top, right? And unless obviously there's issues aside, some consumption issues maybe, but if you can't go have a beer with your buddy because you're counting your calories or something like that, it's like come on, like a little bit of balance. Don't do it every night, but you can do it. It's not gonna not gonna kill you to have a beer with your friends every once in a while and have those calories. And that actually, get a light beer. That leads into something else that we probably need to discuss. So this is probably going to surprise a lot of people, but I do not generally drink. Monday through, well, Sunday through Thursday. I might make an exception on a Friday or a Saturday night. Sunday fun day, I can't tell you the last time I did that. You know, yesterday was uh, Boxing Day. So we're recording this on the 27th of December, I guess. What is Boxing Day, since most of us don't actually know what the heck that is? It's just what you call the 26th of December, where I come from. It's also St. Stephen's Day, ironically enough. Um, The 26th of December, St. Stephen's Day. But, um, yeah, so yesterday I went and hung out with some friends and played some cribbage. I had a beer at the bar, and I had a beer at their house, and it just didn't feel right because today's a school day, a working day, and I just generally don't drink through the week. Ben and I are expected to be at certain functions and events throughout the week, and it's kind of not necessarily frowned upon if you don't drink, but it's certainly expected. And it's funny how it makes other people feel so uncomfortable, too. It's like, because there is something about sharing a beer with your buddies, I think, or yeah. with somebody when you're going out. It's like, there's that commonality kind of puts you on the same level. And I think if you don't have a drink, it makes some people uncomfortable. Like, so what, do you think you're better than me? It's like, well, you're really you're really thinking into this beer. It's not that I think I'm better than you. It's just that uh, I, I want a vodka soda instead. And ben, and I, <laughs> ben and I have different... Uh, versions of what actually happened last Friday but last Friday I met up with a friend for happy hour and Ben ditched out on us yeah I went home to be with my family (laughs) I know ditched out on you (laughs) he went home to be with a sick baby instead of hanging out and drinking with uh, a buddy of ours and it actually turned into me not good so we started at four o'clock got home at 10 o'clock that night (laughs) you said being not good um it was good it was good we just uh we drank more than we'd planned on and um I still made it to the workout with Ben and Saturday morning but yeah so you know it's Except for that one Friday morning when you drank too much and ditched me. But yeah. <laughs> at five thirty a.m. Yeah, that was actually a Friday morning. Yeah, that's why I said that one morning. I didn't say <laughs> Saturday morning. Yeah, but um, you know, Stephen had to buy lunch. It's that about day. making smart choices again. So for me, if I'm going to drink alcohol, it's going to be like a gin and soda. I'm not going to drink tonic water. Yeah, or certainly things right that will have less caloric sugary uh, syrups, and you know, you know, there's there's actually wines that are are made for 
you know the, that ketosis lifestyle they're very expensive it's not something i'm really going to look into doing you hmm. know um clear alcohol generally has less of the stuff that you want to avoid in it if you're going to be drinking whiskeys and, and bourbons and things like that it they tend to have a lot more of the the uh the wheats and the rice. I was going to say, this would be an interesting thing because my bu- buddy in the office, too, one of my colleagues, uh, gets severely stuffed up when he drinks certain alcohols. Yeah. And his doc was saying, drink gin. And that gin is one of the alcohols that is least likely to get your nasal passages all stuffed up, right? It's berries. It's juniper berries. It's flavored vodka. So if you don't know, gin is actually um, flavored vodka. So it's usually vodka has been distilled and then they filter it through berries and some different... Um, flavors uh, to create gin yeah (laughs) to create gin so gin is basically vodka and it came about sorry if you guys aren't really interested in alcohol but it came about in the prohibition era um, because we are after people made their clear moonshine they wanted to find a way to flavor it because it tasted like rocket fuel Um, maybe I'm wrong but I think uh, the owner of one of the local distilleries here was saying actually all booze is basically vodka at some point it's just the process of how they've create you know whiskeys or whatever how well they age it or what they do with it afterwards yeah. it's like huh well whiskeys are grains and, and barleys and you know, yeah obviously those are big differences but yeah. and then a lot of things that you need to watch out for with alcohol is how much added sugar is there there's mm-hmm. a lot of sugar added for your mixers yeah. and not not just alcohol um you know it's one of the things i, I said to ben when he's picking up packages and things you know those one of the easiest ways to to shift some weight if you truly want to lose some weight is to cut out processed foods and focus on you know how how far is it from the field so you know if it was grown in a field how many plants has it been in before it's been in that package that has a use-by date um and if the use-by date is two or three months out something's been added to that normal food doesn't stay that long unless it's been pickled i was listening to one of the podcasts you shared it was really interesting and kind of goes along the whole foods topic that we're talking about here the idea that we subsidize a lot of these food companies or manufacturing you know food companies that are putting all these preservatives into the food like we subsidize those with tax dollars but we don't do it for the things that are actually healthy in terms of you know your fruits and veggies a lot of those types of things i was like that's a really interesting mm-hmm. topic it's like a self-perpetuating screwed up system because then we got to go and pay for the health care as well too yeah but and off topic but interesting it is off topic and another thing that people don't take into account <laughs> is that God, it's, it's on topic yeah. kind of people don't take into account the fact that healthy foods are more expensive you want to go and get grass-fed beef you're going to pay an extra three or four dollars a pound you know minimum you want to get free free-range chicken and, and eggs and things like that Ch- chickens that are eating grass versus corn and and all the other crap that they get pumped full of to make them fat it's going to cost you more mm-hmm. unfortunately the in, the initial steps to be fit and healthy can usually lead you down a path of spending money that sometimes people don't have and like we said this podcast is ordinary to extraordinary right we are not yet extraordinary in our eating habits <laughs> nor do i ever really expect myself to get to a point where i am a totally clean eater i could definitely be more conscious of what i eat and what i put in my body but it'd be interesting to hear from somebody who really does for the most part eat clean and is in extraordinary shape thanks for listening again guys if you have not checked us out on social media on instagram and facebook you can find us by typing ordinary to extraordinary or o2e journey the letter o the number two the letter e and then the word journey 
We hope you enjoy this and we hope you're getting some insight from it. Feel free to reach out to us on either of those platforms. Be good to yourselves and to each other.
joker and the thief, I said I'll tell you all the story about the joker and the thief, I said That was all